Welcome to Inspiring Health with Dr. Roxana Gabster, President and CEO of WellSpan Health, as she hosts candid conversations about organizational culture, value, and other pressing issues we face in healthcare and business today. In this episode of Inspiring Health, I'm joined by Terry Meyerson, the CEO of Truveta. Truveta offers the world's first health data and analytics solution to study patient care and outcomes. Truveta's 25 major U.S. health system members provide 16% of all patient care in the U.S. across more than 20,000 clinics and 700 hospitals. WellSpan recently joined Truveta because their vision of saving lives with data aligns with and supports WellSpan's vision to be a trusted partner, reimagining healthcare, inspiring health for our communities. Welcome to Inspiring Health, Terry, and thanks for joining me today. It's so great to be here, Roxana. We are thrilled to have WellSpan as a member of Trevetta, and it's exciting to be here on your podcast. Well, thanks. So, Terry, before we talk about Trevetta and your transformational approach to gathering data at scale, can you share with our listeners how you came to be CEO of Trevetta after a long and successful career at Microsoft? Well, it's kind of a funny story. I, I I mean, I love Truvetta, but I feel like it's this whole new experience uh, for me. I, yeah, I spent 21 years at Microsoft. For the last decade, I was leading Windows, Surface, and Xbox. I spent, like, my, spent my first decade there, you know, on Exchange Server, which turned into Office 365. And so in 2018, I, I left Microsoft. It was like, uh, it was just, it was the right time for me personally and my family. And I went into venture capital and became absolutely fascinated by the intersection of data sciences and life sciences, really, because it was unlike anything I'd worked on before. And then the pandemic happened and a colleague yeah. of mine had, um, was now CIO of Providence Healthcare and invited me to participate in his virtual team to try and respond. And it was, it opened my eyes to uh, the data was just not there to make data-driven decisions on how best to take care of those patients. It, you know, there was no time to run clinical trials. There was, uh, it, but there was real patients with real needs and real choices to be made. And at that time, I learned about this project named Truveta that healthcare systems had been talking about for some time. And it just felt like the most meaningful thing I could do with the rest of my career and uh, spent the spring and summer of 2020 working with a group of health systems to say, how could this actually work? And the company started in September 2020. And now we have, it's, you know, now, now we have 230 employees and <laughs> it's a real company. But <laughs> it was a PowerPoint deck conceived by health systems. I mean, the health systems leadership of this country had the idea. Um, it just needed a catalyst. And I think the pandemic was the catalyst, which I think amaz- enabled this amazing thing to be created. Oh, wow. That's that's a great story. And I can't imagine what it was like to sort of live through that. But I bet it was really interesting. And sounds like it sort of changed your own perspective on, on healthcare to some extent. So that's really neat. This is definitely the most meaningful thing I've ever worked on in so many ways. But um, it's my learning curve is exponential. Yeah. Say. Well, you know, for all of us, and we're really lucky to have you working with us in the healthcare industry. I know there's a lot that we can learn from each other, and you're certainly helping to solve some of the major healthcare challenges that have really never been solved uh, and find those critical insights that can help save patients' lives and make care better and and make people healthier. But wondering if you can talk about how TrueVet is driving improvements in patient care. How how are you doing that? I start with this 
The core problem that Trivetta is taking on is that healthcare data is, you know, it's very personal. Therefore, it is uh, through regulation and just practice through the Hippocratic Oath. It's just protected. It's very deeply locked down. And so we need to make the data accessible by de-identifying it and making sure that the privacy can be respected, very patient, but making the data accessible. Then you have the problem that data is fragmented and it's, you know, it's at Wellspan Health, it's at Providence Health, it's at Northwell Health, it's at Advent Health, it's everywhere. And so we need to find ways to bring it together so you can get a complete view. And the third problem is what we call is the data is unstructured. I mean, it's, we don't want doctors to be spending their time filling out forms. Uh, we want them to spend time with the patients. And so doctors are taking notes. They're writing down, Terry presented with pain in his left knee, not his right knee. It's been bugging him for three months and one year ago. Well, that, that, that's knowledge that needs to be extracted and turned into analytical information. And the time, what's so great is the time really is now. The, the technologies, which are broadly called artificial intelligence, but to process that unstructured information and turn it into structured information is just available now. And we're able to now apply that. The net of this is you can then ask and answer questions you never could ask and answer questions you never asked before. You could look at, um, you know, you could you could say, well, let's look at patients that present with symptomatic COVID. Some that were some were presented with remdesivir. Some got hydroxychloroquine. What were the different outcomes of those two patients? And in the past, you would have spent months to get a small data set that wasn't representative of the country. But now you can ask that question. You know, Trivet is not doing the analytics for you. You still need a epidemiologist or a trained physician scientist, someone who knows how to ask really clinically meaningful questions, but at least representative and complete and clean data set is now available for study. Um, so that's, that's, that's what we're trying to do. Um, yeah, that's, that's pretty interesting. And I'm, I know at WellSpend, one of our key strategies is around health equity and not leaving anyone behind. And I know that's something that you guys are interested in as well. And I'm just wondering, how do you build a data set that's reflective of all Americans? Well, we start by being inclusive of members from all across the country. And we're, we're today, the Trivetta members provide care where 97% of the United Americans live. Wow. Uh, from Hawaii to Alaska to South Central LA to Manhattan to Pennsylvania. <laughs> and, you know, Trivet is a, uh, this is a coalition of health systems that share this vision of saving lives with data. I'd love that to be 100%. I feel bad about the last 3%. But <laughs> uh, we start by bringing together the data that's representative of the country and then allowing you to study. And one other really th interesting thing that I think is quite exciting is we built this partnership with LexisNexis, which provides they're kind of the standard for socioeconomic data in the financial services industry. So, right. uh, some, you know, I'm not sure. Sometimes not everyone thinks this is great, but they provide all the data, which is used to assess loan. You know, should this person get approved for a loan or this yeah. risk, risk assessment? And but that that data about transportation security, housing security, income levels, education levels, all of these things. Uh you know, these social drivers of health, I think, are relevant in the analytics we do. And so we have the representative geography. We've got the representative 
racial, ethnic, uh, age, gender across the country. We, we complement then with this LexisNexis data, which I really look forward to seeing what insights we can find. Um, I think we're going to find, I think we're going to find a whole variety of inequities that we can then fix because we now have the data to understand them. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I know at WellSpan, our researchers are really excited to learn more about our own communities and then compare them to national benchmarks and what we're seeing nationally. So really great opportunity for all of us. Well, I know Trivet is only two years old so far, and you've made incredible progress in a very short amount of time. So congratulations on that. I know that you've normalized, you've de-identified, and you've brought together millions of patient journeys, and you've made them available for study across any condition. And so much of your early research, of course, started during the pandemic and during COVID-19, and you recently shared some preprints about racial disparities in hospitalizations and access to COVID treatments early in the pandemic. Can you share how you're thinking about representation, transparency, and reproducibility in studies like this one? Well, I, I do think that one of the things that is limited learning in healthcare is what I'll broadly call trust. You know, if we go back to the earliest days of the pandemic, what I was seeing was that we had world leaders debating about the best ways to treat COVID. We had uh, world leaders saying hydroxychloroquine is a cure for COVID. We had world we had the World Health Organization saying no, it isn't. We have this active debate taking place on Twitter about the best way to treat this disease, and we simply have no way to look at the data they're looking at, understand what statistics or analytics they're using to reach these conclusions. And personally, I was asking, how could this be? How could we not know? So I hope we can bring a whole new uh, era of transparency to medical research. The, you know, today, medical journals are these static, static documents that you, know, you can't recompile them. You can't go poke around and say, let me change that parameter. Uh, but I hope we can evolve that to be a very transparent and interactive world. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I know you've said before that building trust is one of the most important missions at Truvetta. And certainly we all know that during the pandemic, we had varying viewpoints on on data and information and uh, treatments and all of that, um, which I think probably eroded some some trust across across different groups of people. So you know, at WellSpan, a core part of our vision, of course, is to be a trusted partner to our communities. And so we share your belief in trust as the foundation of quality healthcare, and and also that representation and transparency that you just shared are critical to that. But so is ensuring privacy as well. So can you tell me, how is Truvetta thinking about de-identification and ensuring privacy of, of the data? So the, I guess as a core principle, you know, all, all of the data within Trivetta has been de-identified. And so there's no, uh, what we call identifiable medical record. Everything's de-identified. Now, the process of de-identification is a, um, you know, it's a hard technical problem. You know, if you're, if you're looking at someone who has heart disease, unfortunately, there's a lot of people with heart disease. And so de-identifying heart disease patients is easier than de-identifying a rare disease patient. And so the system has to be very aware of the context of the patient, uh, the uniqueness of the patient, and 
you know, there's a variety of, you know, we, we, there's some patient records that simply never make it to Trivetta because they're so unique. There are some patient records that are redacted very little, meaning like things are taken out of the record um, to make them less like, you know, not unique. There's times where we will bracket things. So you say, instead of, instead of saying this patient's 50 years old, you say this patient's is between 40 and 60 years old. And so there's a variety of techniques that are done to uh, summarize, redact, suppress the data. But eventually, when, when, a, when any given record makes its way into Trivetta, it has been de-identified. And, um, you know, we have, a, we have a strong privacy law in the United States called HIPAA, which uh, requires this process. And we have auditors that come in and double check everything we're doing. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. And that's really terrific that, you know, I can I can feel in your voice and your passion that that's something that's really important to you and to the company. And it, it would be to us as well. And I know it certainly is to our patients. So it makes us really proud to be part of Truvetta, knowing that you're taking that much time. So, you know, we're, we're almost to the end of our podcast, Terry, but I think our listeners would benefit from your thoughts on one final question. So if you fast forwarded to 2025, two and a half years from now, how do you think Truvetta will have changed and what is Truvetta's impact on healthcare in the U.S.? <laughs> That's a big question. <laughs> it, it is. <laughs> uh, you know, if you go back to the earliest days of this company, you know, we are asking these profound questions like what's our what's the vision? What's the mission of the company? And from a vision perspective, you know, this is, you got the context of the pandemic. And out of that came the expression saving lives with data, which I think is very profound. Um, but then we did write this mission statement, which was that we're going to help researchers find cures faster, empower every clinician to be an expert and help families make the most informed decisions about their care. And Trivetta today is pretty much all focused on the first step. We are pretty much all focused on helping researchers find cures faster. And that's keeping us busy. That's going to keep us busy, I suspect, through 2023. But I'd like to be that optimistic leader that says, by 2024, <laughs> we'll be ready to take on new audiences and build new tools. Because I do think this data and the ability to ask questions about this data could be very influential on the people in my life. I mean, like my wife's best friend had breast cancer and had to decide very had to decide treatment paths which were going to affect her family. And she made a decision based upon talking to a few trusted individuals, but didn't really have a whole lot of data to make the decision based upon. And so, you know, right now this data we're pulling together and it's you know, it's still complex in how it's presented, but it's available to experts that are doing research. But I would love uh, to make healthcare uh, something where we can all make really data-driven decisions about our care. I'd like clinicians and this whole idea, whenever I hear about someone flying to a special medical center to get care, I'm always kind of like, why is that necessary? Why can't the the clinician and, you know, not at one of those special places have the same information, have more information than uh, any one individual at a special place. And so I, I love that idea that every clinician anywhere can be an expert and every family can have access to the same data. And it's going to take us some time, not, not 2023. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, that that's really exciting to think about that kind of future. So I want to thank you so much, Terry, for being with us today. We really appreciate it. Well, thank you for joining us on our mission. And that's all the time we have for today. We hope you'll join us next time for Inspiring Health.